0: There are plans to make substantial changes to the roundabout of the Elephant and Castle that would affect residents, pedestrians, and computers of all kinds. We've spoken to some people involved with and affected by
1: these changes. Yeah, hi, my name's Will Miller. I'm the scheme sponsor for the Elephant and Castle Northern Roundabout scheme uh, working at TFL. The plans that we've been developing for the Elephant and Castle Northern Roundabout um, have been, been looked at for some time, in the last six or seven years, by various um, different designers and so on. Um, more recently, We've looked at them since the end of 2012 um, and have <coughs> developed them to a point where we're, we're trying to engage in the public just to, just to see what the, uh, the flavour is out there for, for how we might develop them further. Um, the main driver really is, is the improvements in road safety which we're hoping to generate as part of the scheme. Uh, clearly also we need to meet the demand for cycle facilities because we're getting thousands of cyclists through the roundabout at the moment uh, with very little uh, support for them to do so. We're also aware of the um, level of crime and so on, which happens in the local area, so we're doing what we can uh, to address that as part of the scheme. Yeah, so the design principles of the scheme are to, to close off effectively one arm of the roundabout and join what is currently the roundabout area to the shopping centre side of the, of the junction. And that then creates uh, a large peninsula space uh, with a single traffic junction outside the Bakerloo line and, uh, and separate crossings uh, on St George's Road um, and New Kent Road. Uh, we think that by by creating this large uh, peninsula space, um, it'll really help, really help to develop the area as a, as a destination and a, and a place to come, rather than just to to, to change between your bus and your tube. Um, and hopefully you know, bring a bit more vitality and, and liveliness to the area. What we find with the current roundabout layout is uh, generally, on the whole, in traffic terms, it operates pretty well. Um, but the key issue we're focusing on is is the road safety. Um, problem here. Um, The junction is consistently head and shoulders above any other junction in London in terms of its poor uh, collision rate. Um, We're getting well over 30 odd collisions a year and that's something that TfL can't ignore ignore any longer. Um, As I say we've been trying for a number of years to to address this issue and in 2012 received a petition signed by two and a half thousand residents calling for action. Um, we're, We're fulfilling that requirement the
0: TfL foresee any effect on journey times for uh, motorists, uh, people on buses and pedestrians?
1: Yes, I mean, <clears throat> clearly we, we we're at a reasonably early stage in the development of our, of our modelling, um, but we, we thought it was important to come out to the public as soon as possible. Um, and we continue to, to develop the design itself and the modelling, um, you know, incorporating uh, comments from the public and so on as we go along Um, journey time implications have been calculated and it's likely that there will be some increased delay to to motorists and and bus users Um, but we feel this is acceptable within acceptable tolerances given the improvements we're expecting elsewhere Is there any concern that the increase in pedestrians using the crossings
0: Mm. uh, will affect road safety?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say there's any uh, concern about uh, increased pedestrian collisions as part of the scheme currently we find that uh, pedestrians uh, don't like to use the subways and, and, as so, uh, and as such run across the road anyway um, particularly concerning where you've got four lanes uh, along St George's Road and then outside the, the northern line between the bus stops um, where people are running across the road in between the buses walking along the central um, median strip where the guardrail is and then running across again um, and that's a, that's a real key, key concern for us and we feel that by providing for those people crossing that grade that um, we'll, we'll see some pedestrian improvement in safety.
2: My name's Al. Um, I work at Cathod just up the road. Um, Facilities manager, so I do the practical stuff. So, hence, anything to do with buildings and traffic flow and that kind of stuff is kind of part of my work. It kind of fits in with that. You need to business. know what's going to be happening yeah.
0: in terms of the infrastructure around it. And what do you think about the
2: plans you've seen so far? Um, fairly good. Um... The fact that they're abolishing subways will make everybody's life safer. Um, apparently there is one mugging a week down the subways. Um, so actually having somewhere where they... And I've tried using the subways and they're really confusing. And, you know, I'm a reasonably confident bloke walking around but you're just kind of going, yeah, hmm, not ideal. So abolishing them entirely is a very good idea. The turning the roundabout into a dual carriageway, which is essentially what they're doing to it, kind of will change how the traffic works. There's some clever bits in terms of stopping people not turning left at one particular junction of the things in order to manage the flow so people don't use it as a shortcut but have to go another way around. Um, it looks like potentially that when the lights change, there's, it could turn into a dual carriageway with quite a, a fair speed of traffic. Local
0: resident Andy, who lives in Peronet House. Right in the forefront of the um the the six-lane highway that they're building um, which is going to increase uh, noise and and dust pollution Um, but the the consultation seems to be um, they've already made their mind up and they already know what they're going to do and uh, there's very little consultation going on all all the issues i brought up um, they they were they were sort of batted to the side by saying that it will improve the area and there is great benefit for the area and none of the um, suggestions that that, that or, or issues I brought up um, seem to be uh, on their radar. Uh, it was all um, this is what we're going to do. Um, you may get to choose the colour later, or but the size and shape is pretty much as, as drawn. My, my concerns were that, you know, the, the the extra length of time it's going to take me to get to the shopping centre that's going to be knocked down, um, or whatever it replaces it, um, just the, the general safety about crossing the road, the safety about cycling around here, it all seems to be um, stock answers and stock... Um, solutions with no real they, they, I don't think they've thought of this as a, a unique area it's just this is what we normally do this is a project this is how we this is how we deal with these sorts of roundabouts uh, I suggested they keep the subways open and they categorically said that this will not happen because they need to fill them in to widen the road which seems to suggest that they're going to widen the road anyway and that they to do that they will be filling in the subways Um, so once again no real consultation as you say as a a local resident someone living in the elephant you use the subways to to navigate the the roundabout constantly many times a day As, as do many other people it's quite crowded down there um you know with people trying to avoid the traffic which is going to increase You have no concerns about using the subways? The the person I spoke to before told me that he'd been told there was a mugging a week down there. No, I mean, I've I've lived in this area for a long time and um, I've not actually seen any muggings. I've seen homeless people sheltering down there. Um, That's pretty much the worst of it. Um, But, you know, they're, they're, they're a useful thing for crossing the road without getting into the lanes of the traffic and with six lanes of traffic it's going to take even longer to cross the road so a subway would be even more valued but um, they're, they're, they're out of fashion, they're, people don't like subways.
3: I'm Bruce Lynn and I cycle in London. I'm also uh, an active member of Southern Cyclists and the London Cycling Campaign. Uh, we've been uh, worried about the Elephant Castle for years of course. Uh, it's a very unfriendly route Uh, for cyclists, although uh, thousands of cyclists a day do use it. We're pleased that TfL are really having a serious go at this, and we think that uh, taking out the roundabout and making it a through-road is definitely the way to go, but there are aspects of what's being proposed which don't look too clever. If we go northbound through the system, uh, if you're not familiar with Everton Castle, this may be a bit gobbledygook, but If if you're going north along the link road then the first junction you come to is with St. George's Road. One third of the motor traffic turns left at this junction whilst mostly the cyclists go straight on. That's one cyclist every few seconds going straight on and about one motor vehicle every 10 seconds turning left. The motor vehicles all have to cross the path of the straight on cyclists and the way that the consultation scheme is is done it makes that a very fast and dangerous crossing it's what we cyclists call a left hook and it's a sort of accident that killed cyclists recently at the old gate and at victoria the kind of cyclists who are prepared to take on the elephant castle are, are pretty competent and uh, we haven't had a fatality for over 10 years despite thousands of cyclists through here every day every weekday but there are quite a lot of collisions some of them resulting in serious injury. Uh, so these problems do need to be addressed So that, that's a principal problem uh, going north uh, going south uh, there is a very strange arrangement exiting London Road and heading towards uh, the uh, south and the link road, and that's again a very popular route with cyclists and cyclists are being asked to move from the near side of the road into uh, a floating cycle lane right in the middle of all the motor traffic, and then <clears throat> cross the junction in competition with right turning bus- buses in front of them. Uh, it's not clear to us at all uh, that, that this is going to be satisfactory.
0: In terms of walking around it, part of the plans involve filling in the subways that particular pedestrian access what's your opinions
3: on that? Well it's essential that the pedestrian crossings work, there are many more pedestrians and cyclists here and the pedestrians should be kings the crossings that are proposed are in the right place but uh, one, two, three three of them will be two stage crossings in other words you will not be able to cross the road in one go, in one case uh, that's at Newington Causeway, they could simply make it one way, there isn't any problem the other two very wide crossings at the link road and um, what's the other one uh, opposite the Bakerloo tube station um, the road is so wide that the Department of Transport regulations require them to do it in two phases, but in my view they have to make the lights such that a pedestrian can walk straight across there, in other words the motor traffic has to be phased so that the pedestrians can walk straight across. If they can do that, and unfortunately there's no guarantee, but if they can do that, I think the pedestrian crossings may prove very successful.
4: My name's Richard Reynolds. I'm a resident at the Elephant and Castle. Actually, I I look over the roundabout from my living room. And for about a decade, I've been really involved in making the public space around here nicer, uh, greener, more pleasant to look at as a gorilla gardener but my attention has turned in the last 18 months to the roundabout itself as, a, as an intersection, as a place of uh, exchange, but also a place of collision, and as a place that could be so much better, except the official plans on the table will actually, officially, in their data, make it worse. So we're campaigning to say no to the bodge. And last week launched a so far very well-received alternative proposal. The ambition to make the Elephant and Castle Roundabout uh, a safer and a nicer place have existed for over a decade now. But because redevelopment of the wider area has been stalled and because it is really complicated, nothing has been done at all except allowing what's there to fall into an increasingly Shoddy and unwelcoming state of neglect. But the plans that are officially in consultation now until the end of the month try to do a lot. They try to squeeze in a brand new public space, a big square, uh, into this junction where five roads and 28 bus routes and two underground stations and a railway station all meet. Um, They apply a London-wide dogma that TfL have had for five years now to completely remove all pedestrian subways, not even recycle them for anything, just fill them in, as they did to the southern roundabout three years ago. Um, And they completely ignore the wider area. It's quite bizarre. But I think, if you'll excuse the rather bad joke, TfL has tunnel vision. Um, They only think about their red routes, and there are lots of them around here. So they've completely ignored all the side roads. They've completely ignored the cycle superhighway that they only just rolled out um, a few years ago that helpfully bypasses the western part of the junction. And so they're trying to squeeze everything into this roundabout. All the traffic, pedestrians, buses, cyclists, and and this square as well, Um and it, it, of course it doesn't work. It makes it more congested for every single user, their data confirms it, and it makes it more polluted. And in our view, it makes it more dangerous for pedestrians as well. And that's really serious because it's, the, it's not dangerous for pedestrians at the moment, although it's pretty unwelcoming. Um, but of course, if you're delaying them by the side of the road and you're forcing them to wait for the crossings and you get five seconds perhaps to cross the road as one of their new junctions gives you to just get across half the road then people are going to be impatient we see it already they're going to jump the lights and they're going to hit something and yet in a subway of course you're never going to get run down yeah this campaign began obsessed about the subways um, as, as, as a gardener around here I can see the potential in very neglected spaces scraps of pavement and abandoned rounder beds And and, and in a funny way, um, the subways are quite similar because they are really neglected. They haven't had any paint or barely even light bulbs repaired for about 25 years. Uh, The signage is incredibly inaccurate, pointing you to all sorts of places that don't exist, or if they do exist, aren't actually where they're pointing you to. For example, if you're in the subways, the Imperial War Museum is somewhere near London Bridge which has never been the case. So it's, it's a kind of um, very badly promoted fairground ride down there, a kind of labyrinth where no wonder people get uh, frustrated and lost. And, and some people, of course, feel anxious as well. And we can see the potential in it. It needn't be like that. In a place like London that's going high-rise, that's growing and growing in all directions where you've got billionaires building basement swimming pools surely space wherever it is underground or above ground or at surface level is worth something and it just felt wrong to know that both southwark council and transport for london could see no value in it at all only only a blight something that had to be swept away as a a kind of an anachronism from a crazy age of making good use of space so that's where the campaign began But as the detail of what was being proposed became apparent um, at the end of last year, uh, the campaign, of course, has had to broaden to try and take in all the negatives, not just the destruction of space, but the consequences of that, the consequences of trying to squeeze in a pointless piazza in a place where there are five new squares and parks being planned very nearby in the coming decade. Um, And most recently have led to um, the, the, the creation of this alternative proposal to just show how it could be so different if the brief wasn't so so so, so um, narrow-minded in, uh, in terms of the wider area and trying to do too much in, in a very congested space already. So the Elephant and Castle roundabout might be no more. It might no longer be a roundabout. Uh, it could become what TfL describe as the peninsula And that's because of their desire, and it comes from the Mayor Boris and the Deputy Mayor Isabel Dedring, to create lots of these new public realms, civic spaces to hang out in and take a coffee and admire the the London streetscape. And because the shopping centre uh, is a big opportunity for redevelopment, the council were very eager to see this square put into the plans as a as a sort of uh, a vision of hope for what the Elephant and Castle could become with this plaza, piazza, square outside a, a sparkling new shopping centre. And the leader of the council has said in an email to this campaign that if it wasn't for the peninsula, the shopping centre would never have new owners. But the consequence of taking that really important bit of ring road out is that you lengthen it... And that's where a lot of the extra congestion and the pollution um, comes about from, because it's it's a pretty greedy use of of, of the road when there just, there just isn't a need. And the funny thing is, no one seems to want to take responsibility for this new peninsula. Of course, it would be TfL at the moment, but that's not really their job. They don't want to have to look after gardens and parkland. Um, Southern Council definitely don't want to do it. And the evidence out there at the moment is clear. They don't look after it. That's why I'm a gorilla gardener and the daffodils blooming are ours. So Southwark said to me, their head of regeneration said, well, I think Delancey, the new shopping centre owner, should perhaps take responsibility for it. Well, that didn't go down very well when I mentioned it to them. That was the last thing they want. They've just taken on a massive new plot in the area, their second. They don't want to be sweeping up the windblown litter that's strewn across the ring road in this fancy new peninsula that will turn out to be far less fancy than those artists' impressions show it to be, I'm quite sure, should it ever go ahead. So picture the roundabout as it is now. It's most famous landmark is the large stainless steel box which is known as the Michael Faraday Memorial but it's not just a memorial it's actually an electricity substation it's grade 2 listed and it's not going anywhere that has to stay and within it at the moment I mean around it are some hedges and grassy areas and lots of good trees bit of greenery to look at as you pass by, but the plan is to fill in the road between the roundabout and the current shopping centre, to block that permanently for all but pedestrians and cyclists. And the result then becomes a peninsular square, a plaza, a piazza outside the proposed redeveloped shopping centre. So our hunch when we heard about the subways being removed was that journeys would be slowed. But when we actually got the figures from TFL, we were shocked. Uh, It's completely bizarre. The busiest route at the moment is in the subway between the shopping centre and Newington Causeway, which is where Metro Central Heights is, that big block of cream and blue coloured um, listed flats up towards London Bridge, that subway there, which is a straight line under the New Kent Road, has over a thousand people using it in one hour at rush hour. That's more than double any of the other subways. And yet this is the bit that by removing the subway and putting a pedestrian crossing in, not in a direct place where people actually want to cross, this would make those journeys over 40% slower for the pedestrians. And, and there are several other routes that are also slowed in, in by double-digit delays. Um, motorists, on average, and we only have the average for them, would be 17% slower. I spoke to uh, the fire crew from the fire station up by Lambeth Bridge. Um, they said this is a disaster. This is terrible. This is going to slow down their journeys. The Elephant and Castle is a major junction for fire routes. Um, they said... They might even need to take um, alternative uh, routes to get there because they fear it's going to be so snarled up, which is a whole new problem that only became apparent um, when we spoke to them uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it is really, really serious. Even cyclists, you'd think they'd be the winners from this. Their journeys will be slower on average. Um, And it's no wonder that the London cycling campaign has slammed these proposals as well as, as not doing the job that cyclists need for the area. In the 18 months that I've been campaigning about this, I have had a lot of lively discussions, virtually all of them on record in public, in forums, um, on our Facebook page, with those who are not necessarily in support of the subways. In fact, they're dead against them. They hate the subways. It's easy to find detractors who buy the myths that they're dangerous um, and demeaning. It's a very emotive subject. Um, the debate has has calmed as the negatives of Transport for London's proposal have become apparent. And some of those detractors have been very encouraging for this campaign to produce an alternative proposal, to not just be saying no to the bodge, but showing how it can be done better. And, this proposal takes three key principles. First of all, it considers the wider context of the other routes and places and plans that are happening or could happen. Uh, it integrates the roundabouts redevelopment with the inevitable and imminent redevelopment of the Northern Line Station and the shopping centre, because the shopping centre is going to be demolished and TfL are desperate to make that Northern Line Station better with an escalator and finally it maximises space available for all users um, rather than squeezing them in uh, together and TFL obviously don't do this, they ignore the wider area as we've said, they ignore the fact that the shopping centre in the northern line are going to be rebuilt, Um, they're trying to squeeze this leisure space in with the peninsula and they've got the dogma of having all the subways. So the immediate impression when you look at the plans for our alternative is this wonderful loop Around um, the edge of the roundabout, using the existing cycle superhighway, some existing cycle lanes, but filling in the rest where they don't exist at the moment. So you've got a safe cycle route away from buses, away from crowds of pedestrians, and of course away from other traffic um, that enables many of the existing cycle routes to be made quicker and safer. But that's not to accept that, of course, some cyclists will want to um, or feel they need to go through the roundabouts. And that can be improved with some road narrowing, very much along the lines of what TfL are proposing. But narrowing it so you've got uh, slower traffic, not stationary traffic. It's the stationary stop-start that makes it more polluted and can actually make it more confusing and and, and aggressive from drivers who are revving up at the lights. By narrowing the road, by increasing lane discipline, you can make it safer for everybody passing through and find space to squeeze in um, a couple of segregated cycle lanes because, despite all our campaigning about the subways, we propose closing three of them, uh, not demolishing them, but using them for something else, perhaps an alternative business or or even a much-needed public toilet, which is how some people are already using them. And the reason you can get rid of them is because there are already some surface level crossings, which means they're pretty quiet. These are the really confusing little section around the Bakerloo Line area um, and under St George's Road. But the three busiest, New Kent Road, in between the Tabernacle and the Shopping Centre, into the centre, they would be rebuilt and fully integrated into the rebuilding of the Shopping Centre and the underground station so you know what might not even need to call them subways because they're frankly they're entrances to the underground station and the shopping center and would be very simple to navigate even without even without signage i expect Um, like london has many of um, uh, particularly in in central london with a, a ticket hall one level below street level rather than as we have at the moment um, at surface level so you could get immediate improvements by doing some of this we call it phase one with the final part completed um, at the same time as the shopping centre is rebuilt we are in the midst of Transport for London's consultation about this roundabout but consultation really is the wrong word it is a sales pitch it began with a Half page spread in the Evening Standard where the Mayor of London announced this is what's happening. Didn't even bother mentioning the consultation word, just the start date for the building and the demolition. And uh, a much delayed online survey went live the following week, uh, followed up by two uh, discreetly advertised drop in sessions where you could, in theory, speak to the designer, but uh, in practice, get presented a lot more um, vast artists' impressions of what it was going to look like. Um, even though, apparently, uh, all the issues of greenery and trees are, are not part of the consultation at all. Um, but they were put to good use to disguise the implications of changing the roads, chopping down the trees, making a, a seven-lane um, section, albeit one of those is a cycle lane on the on the western side. I mean, it really is. It's a shambles. And the worst bit of it... Is the survey the heart of the consultation that's seeking your opinion? Is so manipulatively written that it takes a pretty strong will, uh, a, a good dose of, 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 um, of uh, disbelief in TFL to say no to their set of questions in, in point four. Um, do you want it improved? Do you want it enhanced? That kind of language and. It's really sad because their dodgy proposal might well go ahead, endorsed by people who don't believe in it because they've been fooled into supporting this bodge. There is, however, a box at the end of the survey, an open-ended invitation to say what you want, and TfL are there to listen, I am told. they You can write as much as you like. And you can even send additional Uh, diagrams and ideas and and data to um, Transport for London's uh, engagement uh, manager Emma Crittenden and even after the 30th of April all is not lost. Um, They are still in theory uh, meant to be listening. So you can find out more about the alternative proposals and the risks with what TfL propose at Elephant and Castle Roundabout Dot org, and we're on Twitter at Roundabout News and on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Elephant and Castle Roundabout.
0: This was produced by South London Hardcore, the weekly Transpontine podcast, with over a hundred episodes on iTunes and LondonHardcore.com.